Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Dan Greer with Leading from the Middle of the Pack, and today we're going to be chatting all about David. Uh, so we just got done talking about Moses not too long ago. Now we're talking about David, and David is a leader, and all the good stuff. And today we're really going to be like busting into like unleashing fearless leadership and what that kind of looks like. So, cute theme song. We'll be right back. The big question is this. How are leaders, like us, who aren't necessarily in a management position, who go out and get our hands dirty, who are ready to answer their calling from God to lead, who are driven to learn and grow, gain the trust and respect of those around us, to actually be heard while not coming across as an authoritative prick? These are the questions, and this is the podcast that will give you the answers. Hi, my name is Dan Greer, and welcome to Leading from the Middle of the Pack. Awesome. So glad you guys are still here. Well, today we're going to be chatting all about like, we're going we're to go back in time, back way back in time, back before Christ, back before all that good stuff, back whenever um, David actually got anointed as a king at a young age. He was young. Um, I can't remember what it was. It was like 11, 12, 13, something like that. He was super young when um, Saul anointed him as a king. Solomon, Solomon anointed him as a king. Um, <laughs> crazy, right? God told Solomon, he's like, hey, go out to uh, Jesse's house and find me a new king. And he goes out there and he sees this young strapping man. He's in his early 20s. And he's like, yes, this is the guy. And God goes, nope, not him. <laughs> and he goes through all of it. And finally, he's like, do you have any other kids, Jesse? Like, do you have anybody else out there? He's like, well, I got this puny little moody like teenager, early teen that's like, no, you don't want him. His name's David. No, he's not king worthy material, but yeah, he's out in the hot block. So they're like, oh, go get him. I need to talk to him. So they brought him in. Solomon took a look at him and it was like, this is it. God said, this is a guy. This is the one that's got to be it is, is David. So he anointed him king at a young age. Now, David was not necessarily king. He was uh, king in training and stuff like that, but he was, he was anointed by God to be the king, um, which is really crazy to think about. Well, I believe it was Saul who was in there at the time. Then Anyways, fast forward, whatever, they, they get into this, there's this war going on between the Philistines and the Israelites, and Saul's up there fighting them, and they've got this giant of a man named Goliath that comes out, and Goliath was just this giant, uh, for lack of better words, he was a giant. You know, when you when you look at, like, his sword weighed something like 80 or 90 pounds, it was a huge sword. Can you imagine swinging a sword that weighed 90 pounds with one hand? Like, I'm, 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 I'm kind of puny, but, like, I'm still kind of tough, right? Like, I can't imagine being able to like wield a sword that weighs 90 pounds. I just can't fathom it. Um, but, but like what really cracked me up when we get into this story is like the, everybody was scared of him. God had caused everybody to be scared of Goliath and they were just kind of, you know, dead pants holding each other off. And uh, then all of a sudden this teenager comes up to give bread to his brothers because, you know, we don't even think about how do you feed armies? How do you do stuff like that? In today's world, we're like, Oh, they have cooks. Oh, they ship food. Oh, they do this. They do that. But like, um, they would actually send food up. The families would send food to the people fighting in, in those days in that zoo. So David went up with a bunch of st stuff and um, he sees this guy up there and God just pretty much talks to him like without actually talking to him. God just is like, boom, okay, David, you're going to fight this guy and you're going to win. And so it's kind of funny. This this story, I'm sure you know this story and, and it's if you haven't, it's a really good one to look at. I believe it's in the book of Judges. But um, it's... Uh, David goes up and he's like, the king is offering rewards for whoever does this, right? 
uh, forever kills Goliath. He's offering this massive reward forever does it. But David doesn't really even care about the reward. Like that's not what's going on in his head. He's like, this guy's making fun of my God. He's making fun of my people. He's making fun of my like everything that I stand for. He can't do that. Why are we allowing him to do this? And so David goes into the king and his brothers like rebuke him. They're like, no, you're a freaking idiot. Don't go do this. Don't go in there. Like, don't you can't fight. Like, you're this puny little teenager. There's no way you're gonna be able to fight this giant who yields a 90-pound sword. Like, there's no way. There's no way. Like, don't be an idiot. They're like, oh God, he just wants fame. He just like they don't actually see the real mission behind what David's doing here. They don't see the purpose. They don't see that God's called David to do this. They just see their puny little brother sitting there waiting for somebody to come like kill him <laughs> right and i'm sure there's some older brothers that are like oh man i could handle a goliath to get rid of my little brother <laughs> right i'm sure my brother thinks that well you used to think that regularly but probably not anymore anyways um i don't know maybe he still thinks it <laughs> what do i know anyways so david goes into the king king saul and he's like hey i'll go fight this guy and saul kind of laughs for a minute he's like what do i care if you die go ahead get dressed up go out then Saul's like, wait, 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 wait. You gotta put some, you gotta put some armor on first, right? And this is where the story of God's armor comes from. This is part of it, right? Is is he throws on David throws on Saul's tunic and picks up his shield. So he's got he's got this breastplate on, right? He's got this this the breastplate. He's got the the uh, the part that covers your abdomen, the vital part there. He's probably got a dress of chainmail on. He's got a helmet that's way too big for his head. He's got a shield that he can't hardly pick up. And then he's got Saul's sword, which is just this giant of a thing for this kid. And you got to remember, I, I picture David, you know, he was probably a strapping man, but a young man, but he was also out tending flocks all the time. So he wasn't like super well fed. He was probably pretty thin. He was, he was, while he was tough, he wasn't like oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger tough or The Rock Johnson, right? He's not like Dwayne Johnson tough either. He's, he's not like giant. He's not a giant. He's, he's, teenager for god's sakes anyways and a young teenager that so he starts walking around this stuff can you imagine him like he's all clucking around clunk, clunk, clunk. he's trying to move and he's like i can't even move in this and so he starts taking it all off and so i was like what are you doing he's like i can't fight in this this is this is useless to me he's like just give me my slingshot i need to go find some rocks so he goes and he finds some small stones i think it was three of them and he puts them in his pocket puts them in his pouch and he goes out right like if you were goliath you were Goliath, what would you think if you saw this teenager walking up to you in a robe and sandals? <laughs> right? You'd be like, huh, you are gonna kick my butt. Your guard might be down a little bit, right? You might be like, oh well, this ain't gonna happen. Ain't a chance in no way. This guy's gonna be able to kick my butt. But David had to had to face the fear of that when it came to Goliath, right? So anyways, David walks up to him and he's like, oh, you can't talk bad about my God. And he's like, God, oh, you're God's puny like you are. <laughs> right? He makes fun of him. And and like, I'm sure there's some banter back and forth. And I'm sure there's a bunch of people that are back and they're just like, David's brothers are probably like, who's this idiot? Why? Oh my gosh. Dad is going to kill us because we let David die. Right? And David throws a stone. And with God's strength and God's power, the stone stinks into uh, Goliath's head his temple and kills him. It's not the perfect shot. It's not that David had this massive amount of power. It's that David faced his fears 
and listened to God, and God drove him to be a better leader because of that. That's that's why he succeeded was because he listened to God, and God said, "No, put down this armor, get your stone, get your get your stones, get your thing." And then he cuts off Solomon's head with his own sword, or it's not Solomon's head, Goliath's head with his own sword, with Goliath's sword, takes the sword in the head back to Saul, and Saul's like, "Holy crap, this actually just like." What just happened? Like, oh my gosh, really? Like, holy cow, like what happened? All right, I can't believe this. I thought you were dead, right? Could you <laughs> everybody in the world thought David was dead when he walked out there? You can guarantee it. Nobody was like, Oh, he's gonna win, he's so big and tough. Everybody was like, Whoa, this guy's dead. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, so so that's uh that's like that's one of the ways that David faced his fears with Goliath. Now, my question for you is is like like here's here's my really big question for you is what is your Goliath right now that's going on in your life? What do you have in your life that's your Goliath? That you're you're scared to face, that everybody in the world is scared to face around you, that everybody thinks you should be scared to face. Do you have one? Do you have 20? Do you have 500? <laughs> right? Like I, I swear that I'm constantly facing Goliaths in my life as a leader. Some of the Goliaths that I face is is should I hire more people in my business? Uh, where should I hire these people at? Should they be remote? Should I get an office? Should they be local? Should they be distant? Should they be foreign? Should they be this? Should they be that? Like, that's one of the Goliaths that I face. The other Goliath that I face is, is are my people treating me right? Are they taking advantage of me? Are they, am I taking advantage of them? You know, like, we wash each other's hands. Is it a good relationship? Is it a bad relationship? Like, what's going on? What? Do, how do I make it better? You know, those are some of my Goliaths that I fight constantly at home. I fight the Goliaths of, am I raising my kids right? Am I doing them, doing by them correctly? Am I helping them where they need help? Am I giving them guidance where they need help, guidance at? Is, am I on the right path with them? And those are just some of the things that I fight with within my Goliaths that I come up and face. Those are some of my fears, right? Like, am I doing everything I can to be as good as I can for my family, for my customers, for my tribe, for my following? Am I doing this for the right reasons? Right. Those are some of the Goliaths that I face every single day. And you might be like, Dan, those are cheesy. Those are nothing. Those are puny. And in five years or a year, they'll probably probably look back at these Goliaths and be like, it was nothing. I look back at the Goliaths that I've had before and it's like, it was nothing. Right. Like when I got my pilot's license and all the crap that came up with that, going through that process and and everything that we're going through right now, it's it's just it's unreal, is what it is. It's crazy. It's crazy. But anyways. My, my point here is, is if you don't face your fears, if you every single one of the Israelites did when the battle and that battle against the Philistines and Goliath was there, you end up just staying stagnant. You don't change. It doesn't, it doesn't, you don't grow. But when you do what David did and you pray and you listen to God and you don't listen to everybody else and you go out and you do your thing, then you're going to win. It may not be today. It may be scary, but you have to face that fear. Do you think David was scared? Hey, he might not have been. Being, being a teenager might have helped him with his cockiness. Is that I can do anything. <laughs> right? He, he might have been like, oh, I can do it all. Right? But there were times in his life where David was scared. There was lots of times where David was scared. He had to face his fears to be a leader. And so in our world, being a leader doesn't mean that you're fearless. Okay? Everybody has fears. And I want you to realize that. I want you to realize that everybody has fears. So being fearless is impossible. But controlling your fear is not impossible. Right? So if I'm if I'm a fearless leader, it's not that I'm fearless. It's that I learned how to control my fear 
and that I'm not as advert to risk as other people are. There are some people that like hate risking anything, period. They're like, oh, I'm not going to do this. I can't do this. You shouldn't do that either. You shouldn't invest this money here. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't be this. Blah, 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 blah. So they're crap, right? And that's that's the exact thing that happened to David in this situation. Everybody else is like, you shouldn't do that. You're just a puny kid. You're just, what are you thinking? Dad's going to kill me that you're dead. Oh, my gosh. What are we going to do? And then finally, it's like, you know what? I've got to do this, right? We can't allow the world of fear. The world loves fear. Media loves fear. They do. They feed on it. People feed on fear. They love it. They love inciting fear in others. And it's not necessarily that they love inciting fear in others. It's, it's that they love, they love that, that I'm trying, I'm trying to think of the right way to say this. It's they love when others feel the fear they have. It's not that they want you to be scared, but it's that they want you to feel the way they feel. That's why they use fear for that. People use fear to sell stuff all the time. Did you know that? Like constantly. So I'm in the world of DOT. And you know what they do for fear in our world? They send out these letters. They say, oh, you're in danger of fines up to $10,000 a day for not being in compliance. Well, it's not a lie. But how big a fear would you have if somebody was like, oh, yeah, you got to pay $10,000 a day. You're in compliant for three day, for 300 days. That's $300,000. The chances of that happening are very, 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 very slim. Now, chances you get audited and get a bunch of fines, that's pretty high. Right? But like chances of them inciting that $10,000 a day fine is very slim. It's very slim. So people use that fear tactic to bring people into them. They use it as a sales tactic, which if you're using fear as a sales tactic, you probably need to change what you're doing. Now, if you use FOMO, fear of missing out, like they're not going to get access to it forever or something like that, that's a completely different story. But if you're using true, honest to God, like fear, like, like brutality fear, okay, either mental or actual brutality fear, then you need to stop selling like that. That's not the way you should be selling. That's not the way you should be leading, okay? Think about this as well. We're going to break into this more later. But if you lead through fear-based leadership, meaning that people are scared of you, they're scared they're going to lose their job, they're scared they're going to get fired, they're scared they're going to get disciplined, they're scared they're going to get demotion, they're scared they're going to get a pay cut, they're scared of this and this and this and this and this, that is not leading. That's not leading. That is being a boss. Nobody likes bosses. Bosses suck. I hate bosses. You hate bosses. We all hate bosses. They all suck. That's why you're listening to a podcast on leadership that calls out pricks. Okay? Because we don't want that. We don't want that fear-based stuff. So, you guys, that's it. I hope that you enjoyed this. I hope that you figured this out. I hope you're not leading through fear. I hope that you lean into the fear. You don't run away from it. You actually lean into it. And I hope you're enjoying these. I've really enjoyed actually getting into some biblical stuff here. Um, Faith is really deep in my heart. And so I appreciate you guys listening to it. If you like this, you should share this podcast. That's all I'm going to ask you to do. If you liked it, you should share it. Okay? If you didn't like it, well, what the heck are you still doing? Like, quit wasting your time. Okay? All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Talk to you later. Bye.